Casey, oh fuck it, we'll do the old theme. I don't remember what the theme was. It doesn't matter. Let's start talking. Don't help. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's, that's way better, folks. It's Glenn and Casey's Royal Ramble. How are you, Casey? Oh, I'm rambly today. I You're feeling you rambly? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's pretty hot out here. It is quite warm. I thought it was going to be 19 degrees. It's definitely warm. I can that. tell by the way you dress. <laughs> but um, the shorts are out. Yeah. Well, I'm rocking the shorts Could anyway. Shorts. B- about time. But uh, I've got shorts inside if you want some. Do you want my sweaty shorts? <laughs> <laughs> no? Um, Survivor Series 1993 was my pick. Yeah, what a great pick, Glenn. I, uh, <laughs> no, I had a lot of fun with this. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. It's very, very PG. Yeah. I think yeah. is probably the best way to say it. But what did you like about it? Uh, it's just entertaining start to finish. Mm-hmm. It doesn't overstay its welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Even some of the shitter wrestlers <laughs> were still quite entertaining. Yeah. I had a really great time of this to be honest yeah it's a it's a kooky little one i think it's a forgotten gem of sorts mm. again it, it is amusing at worst uh look bad times for wwf as far as the roster's concerned yes. and wcw i will say but we're not going to talk about them today <laughs> so this occurred on november 24th 1993 we're at the boston garden yes guess where <laughs> and <laughs> that's, that's my, my favorite uh place because it is the home of where Larry Bird used to play and oh, he's yes. like my favourite basketball player back growing up. Really? Yep. Not of all time. Uh wow. Technically. <laughs> you don't have to think too hard about it. <laughs> it depends. I have very complicated rating systems for my Alright, we'll discuss players. that off air. Attendance mm, fifteen thousand. Oh we're gonna say it together. Yep. Five hundred and, and nine. And nine. Oh I had nine and a half. <laughs> It was a little person in the crowd. <laughs> Missed him. But, uh, and we open up, and um, I think we watched the same thing. Did you watch it on the uh, network? Yeah, with, um, with the Lex Luger Thanksgiving message. The Luger family. Uh, How bad is this? It's so bad, isn't it? It's like, like why they thought Luger would make a good face and all-American hero. It was he the just, look. He sucks. But, he's, but he was so good at that narcissist you know, I know. persona. I know. No, it was it was all about the look, and uh, he even says now he was not really interested in wrestling. He wasn't a wrestling guy. He was interested interested in the wrestling money. Mm. It's like trip over my own words. <laughs> but, um, there is a, a dark match that we're not going to talk about. Billy Gunn against the Brooklyn Brawler. Right, yeah. What an opener! Mm. That well, I'm got- pretty sure that's the opener for like. Every every show in the nineties, isn't it? <laughs> so, mind you, Billy Gunn, he would have been pretty young then. Yeah, I yeah. mean, smoking guns didn't pop around until nineteen ninety four from memory. Yeah. Anyway, moving on, opening match, mm-hmm. and arguably, is this one of the, or if not the best Survivor Series match of the night? <laughs> as far as legitimate, it, you've got wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. There is. It's a four on four. The five on five is gone mm-hmm. uh, because. I don't think they could do five on five. They don't have yeah, the time. Yeah, totally enough roster. Uh, we've got the one, two, three kid, mm-hmm. Sean Waltman. We've yep. got Marty Janetti. Yes. We have Razor Ramon and a scheduled Mr. Perfect. Yes. Up against, and this is so weird, IRS is team captain. Yeah. Erwin R. Scheister has a strange little team. He's got Rick Martell. Yep. <laughs> in the latter years of, is he still a model? Uh 
I mean, I did like when he walked out and went to the camera like, hey, yeah. out here. Yeah, I'm it was still, good to see him. I'm still here. Yeah, he was pretty fun. Uh, we've got Diesel. Yes. A very young up-and-comer. Yep, with the, with the mullet. And Adam Bomb. Adam Bomb. Oh. Well, as crap as Adam Bomb is, I found him very entertaining in this match. Look, he can move. Yeah. And, uh, but I think... But the, he, he's just, he's just <laughs> such an idiot. Like, in their promos and stuff, he's just... Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With his bad contact yeah. lenses and his glasses that light up. Yeah, like, yeah those stupid glasses. Did Jeff Jarrett borrow them like, a couple of years later? But I don't know. It just... Was he exposed to nuclear waste? Is that what we're doing here? I think he's just an idiot. I yeah. think that's his gimmick. He's just yeah, the, some idiot. The second <laughs> I laid eyes on him, I went, well, he's got to be with Harvey Whippleman. Yes. Because he's a Harvey Whippleman type character, isn't he? Yes. But um, he's a big bastard. He is. I'll very, give him that. Very big. But uh, look, the, it says it all in the surname. <laughs> but, <laughs> but overall, out they all slowly swagger. This is, of course, our opening match, because we mm. didn't see that, uh, thankfully, that uh, dark match. And, and get, Razor gets on the mic, doesn't he? Everybody. That was my Andre <laughs> the Giant. Hang on, <laughs> almost. It started out on, listen to me. And everyone's like, oh, really? Actually, it's good to see Bobby, Bobby the yeah. brain hen. Oh, last God. pay-per-view. Last oh, really? This color- is the last ever? Well, the full-time. Yeah. Full-time color commentary. Right. Bobby's right. done. Because it's Bobby and Vince. And I've got to yeah. say that throughout this entire pay-per-view, Bobby is on fire. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Because oh. <laughs> he's like, oh, what is Desi Arnaz going to say now? <laughs> and he gets on and he tells us all that Perfecto... Mm. Such a perfect, yeah, it's such a perfect tag team partner. He tagged out. I'm like, what? <laughs> and he left. <laughs> Here's what happened. He left because uh, he decided to sit at home and collect his money. I assume he's injured. Uh, I think it was more of an insurance deal. Uh, he was always kind of injured, I yeah, think, yeah. but because he was injured prior to like all through '92 as well. But anyway, perfect's gone. Mm-hmm. Not the last time we're going to say this about a wrestler tonight. <laughs> and instead, he has a treat for us. And I'm thinking, what? How do you replace Mr. Perfect? Well, they found a way, didn't yeah. they? Because pomp and circumstances starts up. Are you right? Seven stroke. Great. And out swaggers Randy Savage. Yeah. And Savage is here. There's a strange little story because Savage. Savage just wants to be in the building mm. because he's got he's here to get it on with Crush. He's not in the same match as Crush, which no. is weird. It's kind of weird they didn't kind of massage that into the program somehow. How Savage mm. wouldn't Savage have been great at the main event, like in I there? I think they're trying to keep it. Keep them, know, apart. keep them apart. Oh, no, 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 you're right, you're right. And patience is virtue. I reckon it's one of the most overrated human emotions. But <laughs> nevertheless, Savage is here, or as Bobby the Brain says, Captain Schizo. <laughs> and he's in the match. Now, yeah. let's go. Let me, let me just flick a couple of pages because <laughs> I'm not going to remember all this otherwise. All right. So, I'm not going to systematically yeah. pick apart each match like this, but this one was interesting because Diesel goes out first. Are yeah, okay, yeah sorry, I'm just choking on a, um... a peanut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you right? Mm-hmm. There's salt and vinegar. Yeah. Right. You're just never expecting it. No, that's all right. You see peanuts, throw them yeah. down the back of your throat. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. A few people have done that today so far. So Diesel is the first eliminated by Randy Savage. Yeah. In spectacular fashion. I guess they're trying to keep... God damn it, I can't even... 
<laughs> you know how you said you didn't want water? Yeah. yeah, we'll yeah drink some damn water. Drink but yeah, I guess, you know, diesel is still new, still, I guess, pretty green, but they're trying yeah. to keep him as a big, powerful guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he cops a elbow, doesn't he, from um, he does. from Randy Savage. He does indeed. Around the, ten, yeah, around the 10 minute mark. It was weird too, because diesel wasn't the same... Uh, in the same team as Shawn Michaels, which I found strange too, because he was the bodyguard of Shawn yeah. Michaels. But anyway, anyway moving along. Fit him into a knight costume. Hey, no. <laughs> he could have been the Black Knight. <laughs> but uh, next, shock factor time. Ready, Savage is eliminated next. Of course, Crush comes yeah. out, and Savage is way too distracted. Might be the brain's actually saying correct things tonight. Mm. Notice that? Because mm. the brain used to always get everything wrong and look silly <laughs> and end up in a weasel suit. But tonight, for some reason, the brain's two for two. Because firstly, he was suggesting Randy Savage will probably pop up, and he does. Yep. And now he said Randy Savage is the weakest member of the team. And uh, Vince says, why? Well, why do you think that? And he said, because he's distracted. Yeah. He's, he's just here to get crushed. So anyway, Savage is, uh, you think he's going to get counted out? Because that's what I would assume. Mm. Even our shows to pins him. Yeah. Didn't expect that. Oh, did you? Uh, IRS is probably his only ever pin over Andy Savage. I'm yeah, sure. that's, it. that's it. The next IRS is out. Yeah, he gets uh, taken by Razor, doesn't he? he gets Razor's Edge. Yeah. yeah, Razor's Edge. Now, you don't see that move too often. No. Because it's a freaking hard move to pull off, yeah. isn't it? Safely. Yeah. I mean, it looks like it hurts. I, mean, I wouldn't want someone to just go shunt me. Oh, I'll give you a Razor's Edge later on. Oh, great, great. Can I, can I slowly <laughs> back myself onto you from behind and not... You, you might have to stand on the step there. Do the twirl. <laughs> so, but yeah, dangerous. I mean, it looks more dangerous than a powerbomb. It does. Yeah. powerbomb, you land flat on your yeah, back. back. This is landing on your neck. This is, you better tuck yeah. that head in, buddy, and not have your, no, I was gonna say, have your head in the clouds, but you do. So IRS is gone. Mm-hmm. Then Razor gets counted out, for heaven's sake. Well, what happens is um, after he eliminates IRS, yes, um, he gets uh, suitcased. Yeah, suitcased by IRS. <laughs> suitcased. <laughs> I love how we say it like it's a term. Yeah. Notice Ted DiBiase is not around yeah. at the moment. Yeah. He actually wrestled his last match at the SummerSlam. Ah, right. uh, he lost to Razor Ramon, and he was done. He was off the road for a bit, mm. returning in '94. As firstly a commentator at the Royal Rumble, no, Bobby Heenan, That's remember, right. folks. Okay, so, oh, one thing too, and I just wanted to say it before we move on quickly, mm-hmm. is you notice Rick Martell has a punch-on with Dr. Harvey Whippleman? Yeah, there's yeah. a bit of a, a bit of a scuffle and a bit of dissent amongst them. Didn't expect things. that. No. That was funny. That yeah. was really funny. And then Adam Bomb gets in and the Diesel's getting there. That's usually something that happens on a very dysfunctional face team. Yeah. So to see it happen on a heel team, I was like... Maybe this isn't going to be as bad as I thought. Yeah. Oh, there's more to come. But Rick Martell is out next. Uh, yep. Thanks to the one, two, three kid um, uh, with yeah. a sunset flip. Yeah, and then um, Adam Bob pretty much straight away gets yeah. taken out the exact same way by Marty Jannetty. That's it. So we have a very happening happening. Oh, we do have a happening opener, and we have a happy opener. We have the one, two, three kid and Marty Jannetty winning all survivors. Like that's winning. when you look at all these wrestlers that come out. If you had to pick the, you know. Who would be left over at the end? Marty Janetti would not have been high on that list, and hey, neither would have the one, two, three. Kids. Year of the underdog, perhaps mm. nineteen ninety-three. Thankfully, they don't have that grand final at the end where everyone has to wrestle each yeah. other because you'd be like, I don't want to be with these guys. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't raise a survive. But uh, and that's the end of match number one. Yeah, it's, it's a decent one, like twenty-six minutes or so, twenty-seven minutes or less. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it was a really fun opener. I got to say, I, immediately I was well into this and yeah. um, having a great time, basically. I think also too, it's because of 
And, and we're not going to systematically like dissect each match like that. It's just that was probably my favourite match yeah. of the night, and it's very sad to say because you know that, that that was the first one. Because mm. moving on, and this is where you realise the roster is very thin, <laughs> and it's not the first time you're going to have the wool very cleverly pulled over your eyes tonight. These teams don't actually consist of big names, no, because we've got Hart family. And okay, Bret Hart. Yep. Yeah. Owen Hart. Owen Hart. Why wasn't Jim Neidart here? Because we've got uh, Bruce and Keith Hart. Well, Bruce in the family, mate. Grumpy, Grumpy Bruce and Keith the Fireman. (laughs) Now, I don't think he sold a lot of tickets. I'm here for Keith. (laughs) Which one's Keith? I'm going to see Keith Hart for ages. He hasn't wrestled for like eight years or something there. Oh, why not? Well, neither is is after nine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're out with Stu Hart. Yep, that's right. The Patriot Bruins jacket. Yes, that's it. Or a picture of Helen on the back. Probably, <laughs> yeah. bring it, probably the brand name. I can't speak today. Uh, uh, this, uh, we'll, we'll get into the Bobby stuff a bit later. But of course, the, the Hart family yes. taking on Shawn Michaels. Yes. and his knights. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Right? Why does Shawn Michaels have knights? Do you actually? Are you asking like so I can explain on this, or are you actually I'm genuinely ask, asking? I'm genuinely asking. Okay. I have no idea. Alright, this is not going to shock you. Originally, it was Jerry the King, Lawler, and his knights. A king and his knights. Sure. Makes sense. Uh, the thing is, is, Jerry the King was on rape charges at the time. Right. Uh, he was cleared. Yep. Naturally, that's why he came back. And then he came back in February of the next year. Mm. But so, Shawn Michaels at the last minute pops in with knights. Nice. And it makes no sense. It doesn't. When they make oh, them... So Jerry the King Lawler was going to fight. He was going to be Shawn Michaels, yeah. Which, again, you go, okay, I get it, I get it. And yeah. we all know Jerry and Bret Hart had great matches, especially yeah. through, what, even 95, 96. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So out comes Shawn Michaels with his knights. His knights, the, the Black Knight, the Red Knight, and the Blue Knight. Yes. Yeah. It was quite oh, easy to pick. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hey. It was quite easy to pick. Uh, Greg Valentine was one of the knights. He was. Um, you, you know that sort of pouting, sad sack lump of blood <laughs> anywhere. Uh, but the other two I found out were Jeff Gaylord, whoever he is, and yeah. Barry Horowitz. Well, you, you know who Barry yeah. Horowitz was. He became a wrestler. At, what late ninety five and ninety six? Everyone knew who Barry was. The Happy Go Lucky. Bazza. Yeah, Bazza. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Gaylord, I can't sound familiar with. No, no, me neither. I don't know. Unfortunate scene. Mm. So, Ray Coombs is all, also here to join us from Family View. Ah, uh, that's right. To yeah. pump up the atmosphere. Yeah, he, he uh, basically announces the match at the start and, and really just uh, lays it into Shawn Michaels and his dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I guess he's trying to stick up and trying to be the face to Bobby's heel, but it's no gorilla. Mm. That's right, because he joins him on commentary, doesn't he? He does. Notice there's some animosity there between Gorilla and Bobby, because mm. Gorilla's overdoing the radio show yep. with JR, and he's like, yep, you're coming over here. Oh, I'm not going over there. Gorilla's had enough of Bobby the Brain. That's actually, and Bobby actually requested this. His exit was Gorilla throwing him out of the stadium. And that was the end of his career. He's like, what, how do you want to leave? He goes, humiliated. <laughs> thrown out by Gorilla Monsoon. Isn't that great? That's fun. So yeah, so Ray Combs is here. He was um, he was at WrestleMania 8 too. He was the oh. survey says. Ah, uh, that's right. Making all crap jokes again. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. only got one shtick. No longer with us. Another one that's yeah, yeah, a bit, bit of doom and gloom again, of course. Well, yeah. What is it with the wrestling? Every time we talk about this, someone's like, bye. Yeah, this was Checking 25 out. years ago, and he was 
old enough then. Like he wasn't old. Dude, he didn't look old. He's not Alex Trebek. No, he's still going. He's still doing the Jeopardy. Did you know that? Yeah. He did. Okay. Yeah, see him around. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, look, this one pretty much it goes down exactly how one would suspect, except mm-hmm. for the ending. Because the knights are slowly, systematically made fodder until you end up with a cowardly Shawn Michaels by himself. That's right, it's four on one. It is. And you've got, I like, you've got, um, yeah, Helen Hart and a couple of other brothers yeah. in the crowd as yeah. well. And um, Shawn Michaels is, you know, razzing them. And I, I just love that, you know, Bobby is just relentless in his um, <laughs> hanging shit on the Hart family. And, and Ray Coombs is like, oh, you know, keep it down. They might hear us. They're right behind us. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just great that whole <laughs> So you could almost just listen to this, man. Yeah, exactly. And not necessarily watch exactly. it. You don't need to watch it, that's for sure. You don't need to see fucking Greg Valentine in a mask. No. It to happen. No. <laughs> actually, originally the concept was is to get, well, firstly, better wrestlers, mm. but to actually have wrestlers under the mask, and each wrestler, after being beaten, were demasked. Oh, yeah. so, oh my God, it's blood. Oh, my God, it's Jeff Gaylord. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> That said, we get the setup at least for the beginning of 1994. Yeah, we do. Like, I totally, um, completely forgot that, you know, this is obviously the lead into uh, WrestleMania 10 and the Owen versus Brett opener. And it's not, it's not in your face. It's more subtle than one would expect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't until, um, basically, Owen is in the ring against Sean at the end. Yeah. Um, and Brett Hart on the apron. That's it. And the bit happens where Owen Whoopsie bumps, yeah, bumps into Brett. Uh, and yeah, I just, even as that was happening, it wasn't until just after that that it clicked with me. Oh yeah, of course. This is the setup for the, for the WrestleMania 10. That's it. Because of course, um, Shawn Michaels, he takes a walk, doesn't he? At the mm. end, his arm done with this. Yeah, yeah. See you later. Storming off. Cops a biffo from Stu, I noticed. Took him about five minutes to wind up, but he finally connected with <laughs> yeah. Shawn. But the, the one thing is, is that, uh, and a lot of people forget, Bret Hart and Owen Hart actually reconnected and become a tag team. And then blew up again at the Royal Rumble '94. We should do that in Rumble '94 one day because that's the one where the Undertaker died. Ah, I remember. And also, two people won that Rumble. There's lots to talk about with that one. But yeah, so overall, all hearts survive except for Owen, the the one in the shadow, the black heart. So uh, yeah, interesting things to come from that one. Now uh, we have a little bit of a flash forward, flashback type thing where we're discussing the main event the nice. so-called main event yeah. where Ludwig Borger this piece of shit honestly he's pinning to take the wrestler of the 90s is he really okay well it's nearly halfway there so <laughs> better hurry up he pins Tatanka mm. with one finger did you see that oh Tatanka had a because he was undefeated at that oh, stage right. yeah so Ludwig Borger found out how to beat him he hit him with the chair once <laughs> and that was that um Okay, okay, next match, next match. Heavenly Bodies. Yeah. Well, th- this is a um, this is a Smoky Mountain tag team title match. Uh, at, we actually... At WWE. Or F, sorry. Yeah. At freaking Survivor Series. Yeah, uh, crazy, we, isn't it? We get Gorilla and JR take over. Yeah, they do. It's interesting, yeah. Um, and, yeah, like... What is this? What is this match? Why are we getting the Heavenly Bodies? 
versus the Rock and Roll Express. Like, when, when I saw this listed on the card before I started watching it, like, this is a misprint. <laughs> when was the Rock and Roll Express, like, in the WWF as champions of the tag team division? Mm. And then I realised, oh, the Smoky Mountain tag team champs. Uh, interesting. <laughs> I'll say that much. <laughs> the short story is, is that um, Cornette obviously had Smoky Mountain as one of yep. the developmental yeah territories. He was always you know in, in cahoots, so to mm. speak, with Vince. And uh, he thought, what a great opportunity! You know, they want to yeah. put, showcase some of my guys. That'll give my company exposure. What they really wanted was Jim Cornette. <laughs> he didn't realize at first. He didn't want his guys. They wanted him. Yeah, yeah. They wanted him. They wanted his expertise. They wanted him to manage Yokozuna full time. Right. So, yeah, last to know, of course, Sneaky Vince. But uh, one thing I will... And, you know, the match is actually good. The crowd just isn't into it. Yeah. Because they're like, who are these guys? As I was saying in 1993, (laughs) I still remember going, what? The heavenly bodies, though. Okay. So, sort of lost on me when I was younger. But now, they're funny. Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey is not in good shape. And Tom Pritchard with his gut. And his yep. poodle hair. Like, these guys are not heavenly. It's pretty funny. <laughs> well, and obviously having um, Cornette out there with them as well takes it to another level. But uh, my favourite bit about this match is that you get the uh, that stupid robo. Yeah, ah, that's all I got. That's all I've got. And you wrote it down too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was, like, because I was, my attention was drifting a little bit. Then mm. when I saw them doing that, I was just like, <laughs> instantly glued to the screen again. Last time we saw that was WrestleMania 3. Yep. It yep. was the little guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was, this was done by full-grown humans. And, wow, well, I wouldn't go that far. They're pretty small. <laughs> but, aren't they? Yeah, but you know what I mean. How shit do the Rock and Roll Express look? Oh, like, right. uh, the, These guys belong in the 80s. Yeah, it's like, because didn't they come back for like a... Hall of Fame or something yep. recently yep. and they don't look that much better here like 20 years earlier I don't think they ever look good <laughs> but uh, look, again the match itself like blow for blow yeah it's alright it goes for about 13 minutes it actually felt a bit longer than this. Um <laughs> but there's a bit where uh, one of them goes over the top rope and they mentioned that that would have been a oh, DQ in the uh, yeah an instant DQ like yeah that that's it and WCW as well mm. they used to have the same thing so that's why their battle royals didn't really make any sense. <laughs> Throw them through the middle rope. <laughs> Eliminated. But anyway, um, yeah. But, uh, and uh, we should make mention there was a title change. There the, was too, the yes. Heavenly the bodies. Heavenly Bodies are the new Smoky Mountain Tag Team Champs. Mm. I guess the one thing, and I'll only throw it in, I know that you won't know. Or unless you do, and I'll be impressed, is that we all know that Dr. Tom Pritchard is the brother of yep. Bruce Pritchard. Yep. Brother of... Mm. But, did you know that Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey is the brother of Bob Backlund? Really? I did not know that. I thought he was the brother of Stevie Ray. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, anyway. I just love, the more and more I watch the Heavenly Bodies, they're so fucking ugly. And, yeah. like, Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey is a ranger, and he used to have a few teeth missing, and he'd take his false teeth out before he went out, just Gigolo Jimmy. So he's like, ha-ha, like wriggling his gut. That's funny. Anyway, it's time. Mm. So, Bobby and Vince are back on commentary now. And, yep. uh, oh yeah, this match, holy shit. Yeah. Um, so, Bam Bam Bigelow's here. Oh, credible villain. Mm-hmm. Back in his day. And he's got himself a team of other credible villains, such as 
the head shrinkers. Head shrinkers were good foils? Yeah, absolutely. I wrote that down as head shringlers. Head shringlers? Yeah. Mm. Um, but they're, of course, joined by Bastion Booger. <laughs> uh, well, we've got the crap wrestler alert horn today, but if we had it. You know, there's only one horn, budgetary-wise, <laughs> per year, and we don't have enough gas. Well, but luckily it's November. Bastion Booger. What Why? There's not a yeah. There's not a horn loud enough to how crap that guy is. He is so gross, and like, and I know he's supposed to be gross, but you're like, because you go to the interview and they're all eating chicken. And oh, all that's so funny that face, and you're like, you've got you've got the um, it's nauseating. You can't even eat while watching them. Yeah, got Luna ah. and Affa there as well. Oh like, yeah, Affa. Ah. Affa's got half a chalk hanging out his mouth. Luna's screaming. Ah. Like this is. Yeah. You don't want to open your window at four in the morning and see that. It'll put you up your Thanksgiving, won't it? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's good. What I love though is that Bam Bam is being feuding with old mate Doink. Yeah. So Doink's. You put... don't fight clowns. <laughs> you don't get in a fight with a clown. You'll never win. You just look like a clown. But anyway, continue. He uh, ends up uh, having to take on a team of Doinks. Yeah. Which are... Four different Doinks. Now, originally, and no one knew who the Doinks were going to be. Mm-hmm. And everyone naturally assumed it would just be four jobbers dressed as doings. Yeah, like a Jeff Gaylord and a video <laughs> <laughs> Greg Valentine. Well, really, like, think about it. Considering there were, like, a lot of doinks running around, like, multiple different yeah. doinks. Because um, I know Skinner played a doink at ah, one stage. Right. And Ray Apollo, who nobody knows, mm-hmm. became the full-time doink because Matt Bourne is now gone. Yep. And um, and w- there was another doink as well. Oh, it was a Brooklyn Dink. Brawler. Ah, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Brawler, yeah. So there's your doinks, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah, fair enough. That's a team of doinks. But I like what we get instead. <laughs> we get uh, some bushwhackers coming out. Yeah, doink washers. Doink washers. Doink whackers. I don't know. It's even worse. Doink um, Yeah, some doink whackers mm. uh, come storming out to the ring. Yeah. Followed by men on a mission wearing clowns on a mission, yeah, doinks on a mission. Look, nothing is scarier than Mabel in a freaking clown mask. That's the stuff of nightmares. That is scary. Forget about Stephen King's It. This is the scariest clown I've ever seen. It is, isn't it? I mean, only one thing scary would be if he wore like a like the Michael Myers clown mask. No, no, the one thing scary is the same mask, but the Big Daddy V. Uh, <laughs> clothing instead of the Mabel. I know, I know. So outcome. Oh no! So outcome men on a mission. Yeah, and they got Oscar. He's he's even wearing a clown yeah, mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all in white face. Yeah. Is that racist? No. Uh, not if you're a clown. It's called clown face. <laughs> okay, clown face. All right, I like it. Uh, but clown, yeah, clowns. We're not too concerned about clowns. So this match is just stupid. This is not wrestling. This, yeah, this is mental. Is it for the kids? Um, do the kids even like it? Well, the crowd doesn't. They're all chanting, we want Doink. And they're all going, <laughs> no, no, they don't want you. They want Doink. Matt Bourne by now was gone yeah. from the company. So that's why he's popping up on the Teletron going, whoo, 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 whoo. he's not even fucking with the company anymore. So, um, yeah, hence why we get the, the bushwhackers. Mm. Now, do you want me to just run through the eliminations quickly? Yeah, sure. And this is a legitimate wrestling match yep. at the Big Four pay-per-view. Oh, this one's retarded. Yeah, sorry. I just remembered everything that happened. So you? the first elimination is Samu via Water Balloon. <laughs> the second elimination, Bastion Booger does a dance and misses someone and then Mabel sits on him. This is while Bastion Booger has a banana hanging out of his mouth. Well, yeah. he had. Didn't he have a bush, a doink whacker? 
He had the doink whack at the yeah. end. Yeah, well, he basically teabags them. Oh. <laughs> on the ground. He should have put the bananas in his pants <laughs> yeah. first. Oh. And then, um, yeah, Mabel sits on him. Um, and then I like how uh, Bobby says about Mabel, are you sure that's not Oprah? Oh, my God. <laughs> so funny. It's so mean. So, then he went, no, no, she's down to 350 right now. Bobby Heenan sitting over there at about 300 pounds himself. Like, he must just be grinning. Like, it was funny. And then Moe's riding around on a scooter in the ring. Oh, fuck. And the other thing, what does Bobby say when he, like, because Mabel has the gold teeth? He's like, do you swallow a bumper bar? <laughs> but next, um, Fatu slips on a banana peel. Yeah. And then he's because he's about to go for a pin, and then instead of pinning, he picks up a banana peel and he's like, "Oh, I wonder what this is." Then just drops it on the ground, and then mm. intentionally and slips on it. I know, oh, but uh, and also too, a bushwhacker pretends to throw water on him. That's right, but does bucket an empty bucket? Yeah. Thankfully, Bam Bam's here to bring some wrestling back to the program, and he's pinned by a pile on. Yeah, that's right, all four of them. And you don't want Mabel being part of that pile. No, that's just horrible. At least he's got his shirt on. That's a start. <laughs> that's a match. I picked it too. Listen to me. I'm having a good old win, Jono. Oh, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Really? <laughs> yeah, thankfully. I can see now why you, you said the first match was the best one. It's like, hang on a minute. <laughs> Even this last match. Yeah, this wasn't too bad, but it's uh, this is the main event, isn't it? It's it is the, the all Americans versus the foreign fanatics, which is which is always a good. Um, well, crashes from Hawaii, but yeah. yes, <laughs> but yeah, always a good way to to go have the uh, the American faces take on the evil yeah, foreigners. Yeah. Well, it's the only angle they got. Yeah, let's face it, it works for SummerSlam. It's yeah. going to work for this. And the All Americans are, of course, uh, the mighty Lex Luger, everyone's favourite. Uh, he's joined by the Steiner brothers. Um, Your favourite, yeah. yeah. Uh, I like uh, they come running out, and um, uh, Bobby's like, "Oh, they're wearing their Wisconsin University jackets upside down." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, the Undertaker has, of course, joined the All Americans, which he is, has which is because cool. Tatanka was eliminated right, earlier in the, the month. Yeah, and of course, actually, we should mention that um, Pierre, that's why there's only one Quebecer in the match. Um, Pierre, the other Quebecer, got crunched by Luger with the bionic elbow, or the bionic right. forearm, I should say. And so, yeah, so they actually were knocking, eliminating partners even prior to this event. And that's, I like that angle. It's just a shame that, you know, there's no one to put in instead. But And, and that's why Crush joined. Right, so Crush joins along with Jacques, the other... Uh, He's the Mountie! He's yes. the, he should have just come out as the Mountie. I'm the Mountie! I mean, that would have been good. With his uh, stick! <laughs> Why not? And, of course, with uh, with the Mountie and Crush, we've got Ludwig Borger, who we, Borger, who we um, yeah. referred to earlier. And, of course, the champ, Yokozuna. Yep. Who... Ludwig Borger kind of looks like the first version of Brock Lesnar. He does, I thought that as well. Like, yeah. like is this what they wanted yeah. originally? Is that yeah. what they were thinking? Yeah. Uh, and joining them, of course, is you got Jim Cornette and Johnny Polo. And Mr. Fiji there as well? Yep. yep. Three pests. Yeah. I love Johnny Polo's face in the pre-match promo. He's just in the background just doing the crazy <laughs> eyes and the crushing hands when Crush comes out. <laughs> oh, well, that's Raven, you know, Johnny Polo. Oh, it's Raven. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird because he looks older here yeah, yeah, than he, he does. does as Raven in ECW or WCW. But, yeah, but... 
Look, overall, I mean, you know, this match is what it is. I do like that they keep The Undertaker on the side. Yeah, he's, he's out of it for ages. Like, they do that with... Um, you almost forget he's there. Yeah, totally. Like, the it, way they shoot pretty it. much just the Steiners in first. Rick gets eliminated. Oh, how bad does he get eliminated? Yeah. That's lame, man. Because yeah. it's supposed to be a catch and a splat, but he doesn't catch him well. Yeah, yeah, it's oh, a bit of a botch, isn't it? Yeah, it was very botchy. Yeah. Uh, but, um, oh, that's right, of course. Randy Savage is back, which uh, he comes running out, which causes Crush to... That was Shit. funny, actually. I really like Bobby Anderson. Like, was he like, Batman? Is he keep getting me? <laughs> throwing him out the building again. Why is he like back? 50 people holding him back, including Bart Gun, I believe, is out there. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, you should have knocked him out. You should have tried. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, Savage popping up again, doing it for the team. So I guess he was in the match at the end. I shouldn't complain too much. But um, And then, well, oh, goodness, well, where do we go from here? All of the people systematically get eliminated, as one would predict, don't they? Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, Luger finally gets in about sort of halfway through the match, makes yep. pretty short work of Shark. Yep. Um, Scott Steiner is then eliminated by Yoko, so now it's a two-on-two, Yoko and Borga versus Luger and The Undertaker, who still hasn't been into the match at this point, but he finally tags in. It's a good hot tag, actually. It is, it's really good, and you can tell. You know, no one cares about anyone else in this match except for the Undertaker. Um, and he gets a couple of moves in, but it's not long until Yoko's, uh, you know, hitting him with a leg drop and getting ready for that bonsai. But then he does that sit-up. After and after a bonsai drop? Yeah, yeah. He hits him once, right. and they shouldn't have done yeah, that. Yeah. Wrong booking. Yeah, yeah. They should have. He should have sat up, and he missed it. Yeah. That's what they yeah. should have done. But they do that after a bonsai drop. Yeah. And... It's pretty dangerous, actually, I thought about, because if he missed time that sitting up and Yoko fucking sits <laughs> on his head as he's just going up, oh my god. Actually, I really like The Undertaker moving around in this one. Mm. Like, this is still peak Undertaker. Oh yeah, he's like, flying around. And, yeah. He knows what he's doing and those big leaps yeah. and he's really finding his feet here. Uh, when he's when he's on them, of course, and of course the Undertaker Yokozuna. Guess what the main event like at the, the Royal mm. Rumble is? It's the casket match. It, well, they like both get 94. counted out, don't they? Here, they um, they do very very safe yeah. booking. You know, I think this is the only other time the Undertaker is in a Survivor Series team, apart from when he was first in, introduced. Yeah, yeah introduced. Yeah, but, and of course, what, who does that leave us with? Ah, uh, Borger and Luger. Oh, he's going to win this. The finish was easy. The, no, the Helsinki Hellraiser. Oh, please. And, um, yeah, of course. Uh, actually, all the heel managers come in, don't they? And Fuji's yeah. got like a foreign object. Oh, the bucket. Uh, the bucket. The wooden, right. bucket. the wooden bucket. And it takes Fuji so long to get in that ring. I mean, they should have got someone else to potentially do this. Yeah. But while Cornette and Polo are all over scampering around the other side of the ring, look, look at me. Fuji's slowly getting in the ring and it's like, oh god, this is like a, it's like a bad dream. It's like, we get in and get out quick. But anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's all to no avail because Liga essentially hulks up and um, <laughs> it's a few clotheslines uh, and a power slam and, and it's all over. He is the sole survivor. Mm. Oh, and he does the gadoink with the forearm. Ah, yes, yeah. yeah. The loaded forearm. Yeah. And again, I cannot agree with you more. Where's the narcissist? I mean, the narcissist should have been on the heel team and just pushed someone else, yeah. anyone else. Like, Luga could have actually been a pretty massive star if he kept it as a <laughs> yeah. horrible heel. And gave a shit. Yeah. Uh, that would help. But yeah, so Lex Luger, the All-Americans are the victors, 
And out comes Santa. Oh, that's right. Santa. Again! Again! You know, the other weird thing is, too, is when Razor, at the very beginning of the pay-per-view, is like, here's my tag team partner. It's Mr. Perfect, who he was fighting tooth and nail against at Survivor Series 92. Yeah. Oh, he's not coming out. So the other guy I was fighting tooth and nail at at Survivor Series 92 is my partner. <sighs> what a difference oh, he just- makes. Wish someone beat the shit out of Santa at the end. I thought it was savage. He's back in again. <laughs> With that said, folks, this has been the Survivor Series yeah, 1993. 1993. Nah, What's your selection next? Uh, well, I'm going in a bit of a different tack. For I one. knew you'd say that. Yeah. Um, I have picked NXT yeah. TakeOver Rival. Why? Uh, why? 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 Oh, why? Okay, there's a couple of reasons. Yeah. One, this occurred almost four years ago now. Okay. Um, and what has happened in that time to NXT and to the wrestlers that were NXT at that time? I didn't realise NXT had been around that long. Yeah. Well, this is around the time that I started really paying attention to it. Uh-huh. Um, but the main reason I picked this one is because we've recently, we were discussing before this podcast, um, that the recent Evolution pay-per-view, the women's yeah, pay-per-view. Yeah, that was, was a goodie. It was, yeah. It was, it was probably the, one. one of the best ones we've had all year. Oh, um, without a doubt. And so I Past WrestleMania? Yeah. And so I wanted to go back to this NXT TakeOver because it features the four horsewomen and women in a fatal four-way. It does. And I think that was the turning point. That was the point for me personally anyway where I was like, that's it. Um, the women's division is now the most exciting thing in wrestling. And I would like to look back at it and see where these four women are today and we can discuss that when we get to the match. But um, yeah, and see, see, we'll watch it and we'll see how... It has held up over the last few years. Well, until then, folks.